How many times every day do you laugh versus how many times every day do you get stressed? And should there be a balance, uh, is it possible that if you're stressed all the time, that can't be really good? And if you're happy, happy, happy all the time, how could you appreciate the tough times? Uh, and it seems that the world has become a little bit soft, and I'll, I'll, re I'll rephrase that. Uh, we seem to want life to be easy. We want life to uh, give us things without having to work too hard for them. But can I ask you this question? The person that you are now, if, you, if there's anything about you that's tough, strong, disciplined, uh, successful, committed, focused, any of the things that make life pretty bloody awesome, did they come from life being really easy or did they come from the tough times? And if I look back over my life, and as I always love to share, I'm a very old lady who's just, uh, I love being healthy, fit and strong and feeling young, even though I'm a very old lady. But the reason that I have so many things to be thankful for, so many things to appreciate, so many things to look back on and with, with no regret, I've done some crazy things, stupid things, dumb things, I've made a whole heap of mistakes, I've been through some really tough times and life has thrown some really tough shit at me. How about you? But when I look at my life and I look back over my life, I go, the reason that I'm so happy right now, the reason that I'm so tough physically and mentally, the reason that I'm so strong physically and mentally, the reason that I can appreciate everything in my life, the really cool stuff and the really horrible stuff, and I do, I appreciate all of it. The only reason I can do that is because I've had tough times. Now, the other interesting thing to take note of is most people, it seems, and I'm going to be general, but it seems that we only make change when things are really tough. It seems that when things are going okay, and there's a great suggestion that the biggest enemy of excellence is average. If you accept average, if you're happy with average, if everything's just so harm, boring, mediocre, ordinary but you're not in too much pain. It seems that we don't make too much change. But it seems that the people that, and I'll use it, several examples. Number one, so many people have said to me that they just drifted along without realizing that they'd put on a whole heap of weight. Then they saw themselves in a mirror or they saw themselves on film or they saw themselves in a photograph and they went, holy hell, what's happened to me? And they realized that they were in really bad shape and that caused them to get into great shape, to, to make a change, because they saw that they'd hit, they had hit rock bottom. It seems that when we're okay, oh, you know, I, I'm not that bad. I've only put on a little bit of weight. Most of my clothes still fit me. Uh, we don't make too many changes, but it seems to be that when things are really bad, that's when we change. I've seen myself look my worst, or I've gone to put on a pair of jeans or a, or a dress that I was wearing six months ago and now it, I can't get it past my knees, we go, ah, and we make a change. A lot of people share with me another example where they their job's okay. They don't, you know, it's, it pays the bills and I don't really like my, like my boss and I don't really like the people I work with. I'm not really proud of the product or service that I, that I have to work with every day that I'm selling, but it's okay. And then something terrible happens at work. Their boss does something awful or they get bullied at work or something just really bad happens. And they go, that's it. 
I'm, I'm going to make a change and they quit their job, they go and get educated and usually that's when I meet people, they come to the Max International Colleges and they say, that's it, I'm not doing my lousy, stinking, rotten job another day, I'm not putting up with my boss for any more days, I'm not waking up any more days wishing that it wasn't a work day, it's time for me to make a change. But that change doesn't usually happen with, oh yeah, everything's pretty much okay, I think I might make a change. And it seems that the people that do make decisions in that average, uh, maybe ho-hum, don't stick to the change. It, It seems that we need to have something really terrible happen or life be really awful for us to actually make some long-term changes. Now, the other part of that that's really interesting or the reverse side of that is that people who really love their life, and I'm going to use myself as an example because I don't know too many people. In fact, I don't know anybody as happy as I am. I don't know anybody as positive as the people that live at my house with me that's came out and I and our puppy dogs. We're really happy, positive people because we've had some terrible things happen to us and we really appreciate life. But because we've got this awesome life now, we it seems that, and I'll, just from our personal experience, we're constantly striving to get better. When we meet people who are healthy, fit and strong, they have a career or business that they love, they are financially free and they uh, have great people in their life, it seems that they keep wanting to get better. It's like there's no best version of my life or best version of me or I'm the best at something. It seems the best know that they can get better. Uh, the, The best sports people in the world are a really classic example of that because they're already the best in the world. They're recognized as the best in the world, but they keep aiming to get better. I love... Uh, analyzing the the world champion athletes that have won multiple world championships. They go back and and want to win more Grand Slams and more big events and more uh, world championships and more open events. They just want to keep winning and keep getting better because they know what it's like to achieve and they want to keep achieving. Really interesting to take note is the people who achieve something, they think that that's, okay, I've achieved my goal. And then there is nothing else. And one of the very interesting observations, having chatted to a lot of psychologists and psychiatrists, is that that's usually when people end up in counselling at a psychologist's office, is they've achieved a goal. And then what now? There is nothing else. It's like, well, I don't know what to do now, so I'm kind of depressed. A lot of sports people who resign, quit, stop, uh, retire, what do I do now? Really interesting to take note that a lot of the sports people who go into marketing now or coaching or uh, just helping a team get better, even though they're not playing the sport anymore, they seem to be even revitalized and even more excited about the sport. It's It seems that we need to keep aiming, keep doing, keep achieving. Uh, and again, the psychiatrists and psychologists will share that the, the people that are the most depressed, the people that are the most unhappy, are the ones with no purpose. And it usually goes, it's a very simple statement, why get up if there's no reason to get up? I don't want to get out of bed because I've got no purpose to get out of bed. Uh, but if something happens, and I'll, and I'll use a very harsh example, if you're feeling lazy, uh, lethargic, tired, can't be bothered, I don't want to get out of bed, but uh, somebody calls you and says you've just won a million dollars and you have to come down to the bank to pick it up, you'd probably get up. Uh, even though you were tired and lethargic and not feeling good about yourself, all of a sudden you had a purpose to get up. 
the reverse of that, if you are tired and lethargic, can't be bothered, I don't want to do anything with my life, and then something happens to somebody that you care about, where where your help, your input is required. So please, can you come and help us because I've got a sick child or I've got somebody's had an accident or something terrible's happened. Please, can you get up and help us? It seems then we've got a purpose to get up, so we do. So my question is always this. If we seem to be more motivated when we're at rock bottom, when things are terrible, we make change when we can't put up with it anymore. And there's a lot of the, the motivational people who, who talk about the day that turned my life around, the reason my life changed. I hit rock bottom and now I needed to climb. Uh, maybe we need to create some of those for ourselves. If you're living an average, ordinary, mediocre life, we're well, not that unhappy, but you're not very happy. Uh, if you if you're happy with that, and it's interesting, I, I use the word happy again. Uh, do you want to live your life as average? And if you don't, because if you do, that's awesome. But if you don't, if you don't ever want to look back on your life and regret that you didn't, and I always use those words, could have, should have, would have, but I didn't. I could have been a sports person. I would have uh, been an artist. I could have been a musician. I wanted to travel the world. I wanted to do more with my life. I could have, should have, would have, but I didn't. And if that's going to cause you regret, if you at any time in your life are going to look back on your life and say, I wish I could have, but I didn't, could today be a really great time to say, it's time, I need to do it now. Uh, Maybe we need to create some rock bottom. Maybe we need to, if you're a bit delusional at the moment about, am I in great shape or not? It's an interesting question. Uh, and if it is the mirror or the film or the photograph that catches you looking your worst and that causes you to make a change, is today the time to strip down naked, stand in front of uh, the mirror with all the lights on or the sun streaming through the window and take a really good look at your body and say, hey, do I need to do something about this? Have I let myself go? And is it time to grab hold of myself and do something about this shape that I'm in? Rather than by shock, you see yourself in a photograph. I use an example, one of my students, and she tells this story happily, or maybe not happily, but she certainly tells the story, where she lost an enormous amount of weight. And the reason she lost so much weight is she saw herself in a photograph And she said to her husband, I think I was in that photograph, but I can't find myself in the photo. Uh, She couldn't recognize herself. She had let herself go so far away from what she was used to seeing that when she looked at herself in a photograph, she couldn't recognize herself. I I think that's that's, that's pretty much rock bottom. That's pretty hard. Uh, I want to give you another example. This is really ordinary... uh, This is about as rock bottom as it gets. I always ask people what causes you to make change. What was the catalyst? What was the epiphany? What was the reason that you got rid of your lousy, stinking, rotten job or you lost weight or you got out of the relationship and got a divorce or what was it that caused, what was the thing that made you change? And the worst example I've ever heard of that was one of my clients who shared with me that uh, she and she did lost she lost an enormous amount of weight literally she she lost over 100 kilos and when i share this with you you'll understand why she said i got to the point where my husband had to come to the bathroom with me because i couldn't wipe my own butt now that was her comment not mine she shared that with me 
She said, I realized that day that this this is enough now. There's no food in the world that tastes as good as having to have your husband come into the bathroom with you to help you wipe your, wipe your own butt. And that was the reason that caused her to change. I'm sharing that with you very personally because I think that that's too far, don't you? If you need to make a change, could it be time to force yourself into a situation that says, I could possibly be at rock bottom now. This is as bad as I want it to go. Uh, If you're going to work every day and you're hating your job, is it time to have a really close look at your job and say, how much of this do I hate? How many days am am I actually enjoying any part of what I'm doing? Is it time right now to quit my job? The reverse of that, if you get fired, and a lot of people come to me at Max and say, oh, I have to do something different with my life now because I got fired. Uh, and that's the reason you have to change, which is great because I always say congratulations and, thank, and make sure you send a thank you note to your boss for firing you because you've actually made a change in your life. But if your boss hadn't fired you, maybe you wouldn't be here now. And I think that that's probably, again, too far when somebody else makes the decision for you. Wouldn't it be nice to leave your lousy, stinking, rotten job on your terms, not on your boss firing you? And is it possible that if you hate your job, that you're not putting in your best effort? How can you put in your best effort if you hate your job? Why would you? Uh, If you've got a career or business that you're passionate about and you're waking up every day, as I shared before, with a purpose, what do you do with your life? I'm doing what I love. I have a purpose to get up because I love what I do. And that's what I'm sharing with you about why I love my life so much. Uh, I've been doing what I love my entire life. I've never had a lousy, stinking, rotten job. I've never had to hit, hit rock bottom with my career path and say, oh, my life is so bad, I have to make a change. So I feel very privileged that that's the case. But I sit at this end of, of that experience that because I love what I do so much, I want to keep getting better at it. I'm learning every single day. I want to get better and better. And just as an interesting side note, and I'm going to, this is a, a personal question I'm going to ask on behalf of all clients and all members and all class participants who uh, purchase or buy into or invest money into a personal exercise coach or an exercise professional or a class or a gym membership or some kind of a health and fitness product or service. Uh, Wouldn't it be really sad if as an exercise professional, and I think this is rock bottom as an exercise professional, that somebody because of your suggestions, your advice, they get hurt, they get injured, they get sick, they have an allergic reaction, uh, they they put on weight, or something terrible happens because of you as an exercise professional. I think that's rock bottom for our career path, where somebody sues you because you gave them an exercise that hurt their back or hurt their knee or hurt their shoulder. Uh, I think that would be horrible. To avoid that from ever happening and to always be aiming to be the best at what you do, should we always, as exercise professionals, be aiming to get better? And I'm asking that as a very personal question because I have a lot of people who say to me, or they come to Max and they want to get a qualification. Now, these people never get accepted into our program, but they actually say to me, I don't need to learn anything, I just need the bit of paper to show and say that I'm qualified. 
uh, as I, sh- I will share again, I've been doing this for over 40 years. My, my driving for- force and purpose every day is an exercise professional. I wake up every day aiming to be a better exercise professional to help my clients become healthier, fitter, stronger, faster, safer, more, even more effectively. And I'm learning every day. Uh, and I have to do that because that's my driving force. And to me, that is learning anatomy and physiology. It's not learning the latest exercise technique. It's not watching social media and see what the latest fad and fashion and pill and powder and potion is. It's more in-depth knowledge about anatomy and physiology. And I'm asking that question very, very personally because if you never want to hit rock bottom as an exercise professional, and please imagine what this would be like where you get a legal letter to say you're being sued by one of your clients because you hurt their back, their shoulder, their knee, their a joint in their body, or they got sick because of some kind of nutritional advice that you gave them, or they had an allergic reaction to some kind of advice that you gave them, or they are just angry with you because the information that you gave them wasn't based on anatomy and physiology. It was based on something that you learned on social media or you followed the crowd or you just regurgitated somebody else's opinion. So what I'm asking very passionately, please, is to never look back on your career path with regret, to always look back on everything you've ever done, knowing that you are always becoming better at what you do. You're always learning more. And I use the example today, uh, whatever car you currently own or uh, whatever car you'd like to own, imagine if you had to take it to the mechanic. It was broken. And I'm going to use a high uh, prestigious car. So let's say you have a BMW or an Audi or a Porsche or a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, a beautiful car, and it's not working very well. And you take it to the mechanic and you say to the mechanic, can you fix my car? And the mechanic says to you, yeah, I can. I've got about a five to six out of 10 understanding of how your car works. I always have a bit of a joke about Porsches in particular, because if the mechanic goes to the, the front of the Porsche to look for the engine, that mechanic obviously doesn't understand Porsches because Porsches don't have the engine at the front. Uh, would you trust your car, your prestige car, the car that you've invested a large amount of money in, with a mechanic that doesn't understand how the car works? And I'm pretty sure the answer would be no. So as an exercise professional, why would people invest money in us? Why would they trust us with their human body if we don't understand our anatomy and physiology? So to avoid all rock bottoms, why would we want to? (laughs) How do we get tougher, stronger, wiser, better if we don't have tough times? How do we appreciate the great times if we don't have tough times? And if you want to avoid the tough times of being an exercise professional, I think that the toughest of all is somebody comes to you with a challenge and you want to provide them with a solution. Wouldn't it be a great idea to have that solution rather than give them some information that isn't going to work and then they end up getting broken or hurt or injured or sick? Why don't we as exercise professionals be the best at what we become the very best at what we do? so that we never hit the rock bottom of hurting somebody. And if somebody comes to us at their rock bottom, somebody is hurt, injured, tired, lethargic, depressed, overweight, sick, diseased, we have the solution for all of those. Wouldn't it be great to avoid average and keep getting better and better at what we do so that we can help the people that come to us? And I use again the example, It's very. I feel very privileged and very honoured 
because nearly every day of my life, somebody will get in contact with us via the Max International Colleges and say exactly this, my life is hit rock bottom. I don't want to go to my lousy, stinking, rotten job anymore. I want to be an exercise professional. I want to have my own business. I want to do what I'm passionate about. I've got a creation and invention that I want to work with. I don't want to do something that I don't love anymore. We have lots of people who contact us on a day-to-day basis. Rowie came in, you are exercise professionals. I've hit rock bottom. I'm overweight. I'm out of shape. I'm depressed. I'm sick. I'm diseased. I need help. I want to change my life. And, and or I have changed my life and I want to help other people change theirs. I want to become the very best exercise professional that I could possibly be so that I can help the people in my life to be healthy, fit and strong and make the changes that I have. So here's my challenge. Be the very best at what you do. Wouldn't it be nice to live your life at this end where the, the best know they can keep getting better? Have a life that you love and appreciate everything that happens to you rather than living in average and mediocre and ordinary. And if you hit rock bottom, wouldn't that be the best time to make a change? Don't go, don't let it get any worse. And if you think that it can't get any worse, then maybe force yourself into a situation that proves that it's pretty bad. Because if it's really bad, you may make a change. I wish this for everybody. Be healthy, fit and strong, have a career or business that you're passionate about, be financially free and have great people in your life. That's what I wish for everybody. Now, my wishes don't come true, of course. People have to do that for themselves. The only only input that I have to that is the Max International Colleges. The whole program is designed to make sure that you can be healthy, fit and strong for the rest of your life and help other people to do the same. Every skill, tool and knowledge you'll ever need to have a successful business and I hate it when people say you can't be successful in business or I can't be successful in business or it's not possible to be successful in business. Of course, that's just not true and the skills, tools and knowledge to be successful in business are available to all of us. We've put it into the MAX program and made it as simple and easy as possible. Obviously, when you have a career or business that you love, you then can be financially free because when you're really good at something, people are prepared to invest money in you. Isn't that the ultimate value that people want to invest money in you and that they're happy to do that because they can see the value that you're adding into their life? And then, of course, having great people in your life. The psychologists and psychiatrists suggest that we need a great circle of influence. We need to have people in our life who are adding value to our life, not detracting value. Uh, And would it be better to have nobody than to have people that are detracting value? And then the reverse of that, does it have to be people that you know? I've got a library full of books about successful people, uh, top-level business people, top-level sports people, musicians, actors, uh, medical professionals, people who are really good at what they do, and I study them and read them and and enjoy them and experience them every single day because I want to have a circle of influence that adds value to my life. So let's wrap all of that up. Let's appreciate the tough times. Let's never accept average because that could be really, really ordinary. And if you want to be the best, know that you can keep getting better. And please be healthy, fit and strong. Have a career or business that you love. Be on track to being financially free or be financially free and have great people in your life. Uh, That's what I'm driving for, striving for, aiming for, living for every single day and a desire to help other people to do the same. How about you? What is your drive? What is your ambition? What is your desire? And do you have a purpose to get up every day? And could that be really important? What is my purpose? Wouldn't it be nice to know that? (laughs) 